This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take the books in the past week, the biggest ones you can think of, or at least the top ten from Comicsology, and then we recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give your recommendations for books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up, uh, which starts on Tuesdays and rolls all the way into the following day, Wednesday, which used to be New Comic Book Day, but thanks to DC and their chicanery, it's two days, but you know what? Most people buy their books on Wednesday anyway, because one publishing company cannot change the entire industry. Ha-ha. So, uh, speaking of which, we're going to talk a lot about Future State because we're in week two of Future State. We're going to do a little bit of like a how's it going kind of thing. Uh, last week, we did a bunch of uh, the Future State titles. There are a bunch more that came out this week. I think this was a more favorable week overall, critically speaking, at least as far as I have noticed from everybody talking about it. People have enjoyed this week more than last week. Who knows how we're going to respond. Right? So I'm looking forward uh, to jumping I, into it. I really had to listen to what you said there. I was like, oh, don't don't say anything yet. No. No. <laughs> but uh, I will say that this show is sponsored by you out there. If you're watching the show live, you are a potential sponsor. All you got to do to sponsor today's episode is by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment here on the show. We'll read it here on the air. Uh, like uh, Brian Rollins, who says, really enjoyed both Elseworlds exchanges last week and looking forward to sidekicks this week. Thanks for great content. Thank you, Brian, for always being there and supporting us. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, if you're not sure what Brian's talking about, we have another podcast. We have two live shows that happen on this channel every week. Off the Rack, which is this comic book review show with my lovely co-host Tiffany and myself, where we talk about comics that pat- come out this past week on Elseworlds. It could be anybody's game. It's me and a host. Sometimes it's Joel from Cape Joel. Other times it's comic book professional. It's, uh, in the case of tomorrow, it's going to be Jason Inman of DC All Access and everything else that he's done. Uh, we're going to be promoting a Kickstarter of his. We're going to talk about the best sidekicks, and that's going to be live. Uh, usually with comic book professionals, it's not live. It's pre-recorded. Uh, For example, the last two episodes, which all came out last week, featured Joshua Williamson and Tom King. Both those shows are pre-recorded. We released them anyway. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed them. If you haven't already watched them, you should. They're a really fun conversation. They are. Uh, Both of them irrespective of each other. They're two different conversations, but they're both fun regardless. So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, oh, before we do, though, I want to mention, somebody mentioned in the chat earlier, they asked when, like, when Joel will be on this show. The answer is about the 12th of Never. No, uh, they didn't say that. If you read it, they said, like, is Joel on this one? Ah, no, he's not on no, this This one. is not the show with Joel. This is on. not the show. But only because Joel, uh, well, mostly because hey, Tiffany uh, reads the books. Hey, Austin, I'm better than Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about it. Right? <laughs> Uh, and if we have time to talk about comics, we will talk about uh, WandaVision. Yeah, why a little not? Bit. Why not? But Let's we'll do, do that it. at the end. Uh, but yeah. Hey, and I'm glad you like Joel. Go subscribe to his channel. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the books that came out this past week. Uh, Where do you want to start? Because I also have some stuff you don't even know I read. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing them. Why don't we uh, talk mutually about Superman Wonder Woman? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Superman Wonder Woman. This was another book that people were like, ooh. Uh, the cover, of course, uh, from Lee Weeks yeah. made us go like, sweet! And yeah. Of course, because Yara Floor debuted last week, breakout success, everybody was high on that character. Yeah. No reason not to be. No, and a lot of folk were, we were definitely excited to see how she would be treated in other books and if we'd have that same excitement. Yes, that's true. So, did Do you? We? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Uh, no, but like, that's only because this book wasn't great. 
so Superman and Wonder Woman. Okay, so by the way, I should point out that with respect to Future State, a lot of people were confused, no reason not to be, uh, about what the timeline is. Because whenever anybody at the big two launches like a big, here's, a, here's the new status quo, they usually take place or all within the same timeline. Future's End, New 52, the hero, Heroic Age, any, mm-hmm. uh, any type of initiative usually takes place around the same time. With Future State, the books don't necessarily all line up. They're not all the titles that take place, like the New 52, where it's like, this is now. Yeah. Uh, of course, ex- with the exception of action comics and, you know, Justice League and stuff like that. But, like, for the most part, those books all took place now. Yeah. This doesn't. Uh, no. It, I also was, like, not surprised by the time jumps, but especially because I'd read Swamp Thing. Yes. So I was already, like, in that mindset that these are just kind of, like, peaks into the future. Right. Right. State. <laughs> yeah, and, and the only thing that that really unites them is that like it's the same future state. Yes. Like it's we're all we're looking at different moments in the future of the DC universe, but it's all the same future mm-hmm. featuring the same characters. So like if you read the next Batman, he's new. If you read Justice League, he's on the Justice League. If you read Superman Wonder Woman, they ain't on the Justice League no more. Or at the very least, Wonder Woman isn't. Yeah. So, like, it, it, there actually is a timeline that DC, I think, released uh, somewhere on social media, which is a great place to put on your published periodical uh, universe. But uh, It might have been in here. I'll be honest with you. Like, I've just started skipping yeah. the beginning oh, you have to. advertisements and anything like that. And yeah. so, like, then that's my fault because yet I'm willing to read like the x-men ones so it's like hey i should just do the cross the board right 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 <laughs> so uh but superman wonder woman uh let's talk about this one uh, uh we need to know who made this i want to i want to make sure to give credit where credit it's dan is dan waters yes and i don't remember the artist honestly no but i'll i'll pull it up while we're while we're talking about it uh basically um Superman, John Kent, is already established. He is very much Superman. Uh, It's actually quite a bit later than any of the other titles because John is older and has a cape. That's how you know what era this John Superman is in because he's got the cape already. Or he's got the cape now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's funny. Like, I was not, not realizing that there was actually a timeline. I really wasn't trying to piece these in. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, these are just moments. And like this, for me in my head canon, I was like, this could come before or after. Yeah, yeah. Like, of Justice League, you know, depending on. It's, it's after. It makes more sense that it would be after. By the way, uh, this is uh, drawn by Layla Del Del Duca. With, with co- and I want to call out the colors here. Cause the- oh, it's just by Brad Anderson, the best colorist in the industry. Oh, that's cover artist. Never oh, mind. Cover, yeah, cover artist. I thought that was the colorist, though. Well, that was the cover color artist. <laughs> anyway, the colors, regardless of who did it, which may actually have been Layla, I thought were spectacular. Yeah. I loved the colors of this book. That's my art critique that's fair it. oh okay <laughs> is that it was the, the colors are the great the colors are nice so let's just kind of i guess chat about what happens a little bit yeah because it's like there's there's a kind of a through way for some of these books i feel like a through line where it's new characters some older characters like john we've, we've met john before we know john yes. right but then you have people like um you know wonder woman who are like completely new right and we've not met them before and we're getting introduced to them here mm-hmm. and it feels like to me like some of these books are taking like a classic superhero scenario yep 
and like applying the new characters to it, which is kind of interesting because it just goes to show you that it's like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes, but also like you know, if you want to make change, sometimes it's like you can't go all in on the change. It's right. like just kind of trickle. Yeah, and it's like look at these like some of these newer characters, these younger younger characters, some of them younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going on these adventures that you could put any other... of the characters. Yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was something definitely sort of kitschy about part of this adventure uh, for me. Yeah, very much. I think so. Uh, so basically the issue is a classic Superman villain has returned. Yeah. And, uh, if you like all-star Superman, you may recognize him. It's Solaris, the mm-hmm. Sun Eater, uh, or whatever. Uh, it's Solaris. He's like a binary. And, and he con- does in fact eat suns. That's right. <laughs> uh, and he's eaten a lot of suns to get here to be prepared to be strong enough to defeat Superman. Yeah. To do- um, Yara, uh, sees suns in the sky multiple suns yeah that, well so does he like people across the world see two suns and are like hey what's up and i'm like well you're on Tatooine." yes obviously naturally you know, two um, suns why not you're at the farthest point <laughs> yeah from the bright spot of the center of the universe um but because we met lara last week and so lara yara yara i keep wanting to say lara like you wouldn't well believe. i know but it's the floor at the end i want to put that uh-huh. L there anyway yara um we met her. If you read last week, you know that she has a tie to mythology and not just the standard Greek mythology that is associated with Wonder Woman, but with like, Brazilian mythology. Right. And so we're introduced to the idea of the Brazilian sun god. Right. And actually the moon god. And, and we get like a little lesson about that. Um, but she actually knows them. Yep. But because like she has physically been present and in the eye of the population and culture of not only her country but the world, yep. people started to believe in Brazilian mythology again. And so the sun god's back. Right. He's back, baby. And um he plays a major role in this. Yep. And like he's back in the way that like he does his job, but like also lives on a farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's got he's got to be somewhere. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's basically a Superman and a Wonder Woman story mm-hmm. that like smack together, kind yeah, of like in the center of it, this book. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like she's dealing with a lot of the like boots on the ground issues that having the two sons creates. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Of. Well, she starts off her adventure by battling the problems that made her quit the justice league in a book you've never seen Mm. where she's dealing with injustices and like the problems that uh the heroes or at least the politicians of the world are uh impotent to do anything about and so she's like strong arming senators and like officials and businesses she saves the population from a senator's helicopter falling out of the sky because it's due to a traffic jam that he takes said helicopter yes. um, to get someplace, but he he would just deal with the roadways, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like a yeah, everything's connected, right? But she's dealing with like a you know to her like kind of her country right. and like a more you know everyday issue, which yes. is, is kind of cool when they let superheroes who could be battling hydras like we saw her in her dealing with like a, a a more literal threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Naturally, though, Solaris kind of creates an issue for not only the world and John, because obviously he's there to fight John, but also the sun god is incensed. He's like, dude. Yeah. This is my job. I'm the sun. I just got back. Mm -hmm. Get out. Right. And so he goes to battle him. And when he has said battle, they create even further problems for the earth because now there's like 
an increased amount of heat yep. generated from two suns yep. battling one another. Mm-hmm. Basically, Solaris ends up like losing, not losing. Like they have a race. They have a race. They and have a, a classic, race. like old that... kind of like Aesop's fable, kind of like old world god. Yeah, but the uh, great bull of heaven kind of story. Yes, but also for me, like that is like some like kind of classic Superman stuff. Not necessarily with villains, but you've seen we've seen Superman race Flash. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, like it's like. Not necessarily a trope, but it, it's something... You call it a trope, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's something that we've seen before, especially in some of the older books where there's like, you know, like a race to determine something or yes. like a contest of might or what mm-hmm. have you, which will We happen. get both of those. We will get both of those. Yep. Um, But the sun god ends up kind of losing. Then they have a battle of like heat and then Solaris kind of shuts down because yep. Solaris is uh mechanical. Yeah. And so he shuts down and like it basically applies like twelve different upgrades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like your Windows Ten PC. You know, he shuts down at the most inopportune moment and applies all the upgrades. Yeah, uh, only so that he can defeat John and the Sun God. Yep. John realizes like I got to deal with this. He goes up there and he's like, "Hey, we'll have a contest of might like tomorrow." Yep. Slayer's like, okay. Yeah, cool, whatever. See you next issue. Yeah, because it's like the fact is, like, what are you going to do? Are like, you going to fight me and like, right. a, like a deity? Exactly. Like, you you, you, you're you not prepared for two fights. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so there's some significant friction between Yara and John for sure. uh, that is not present in the Justice League book where they are still acquainted, like, they're still friends and they've mm-hmm. known each other for a while, but like, it's a, yet another book that they're referencing that doesn't exist in which yeah. like they've already become friends but in this at this point you know john is very adeptly assumed the role of his father he is superman in this mm-hmm. world uh, he does very hokey things to tell everybody he like burns hello like you know good morning, morning metropolis, metropolis into the into the clouds every morning to let them know he's there yep and then uh and there's like a whole like running thing with time in this how long it takes everyone to do things. Yeah, well, he does it in a very, like, systematic way, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to me because, honestly, because I, I think he's communicating with Midnighter in this. Yes. Um, which is almost like his oracle. Yep. Which, for me, like, I, think I, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not sure how intentional this is by Waters, but that's, like, almost the Damien effect on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he grew up interacting with Damien and Damien's, like, you know, methodical way of doing things and his Bat family, like, yeah. history. And so, like, I took that as being that influence. Okay. That'd be cool. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I dig it. I think, I think Midnighter's also... Occupying the role of like John or Mr. Terrific, like he's like he's dealing with the. Oh, oh, sorry, I meant to say like he was like Oracle. Almost. He is like, or- like he's Oracle. like he's yeah. like he's there. He's John's he's, Oracle. He's in his ear. He's yeah, giving him info. like what's up? Like yeah. what's happening? Yeah, it's neat. Need to use a Midnighter. Good, good, good pull. We don't see him. Though. No, we hear about him. We hear about him, and that's kind of it. It's just, it's like a little world building. Yes, that's right. Um, without it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, without overdoing it or, or dedicating unnecessary panel space to not the story. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah. So basically, the the friction we get is that he wants uh, Yara to rejoin the, the League. Justice League, and she's like, "I'm not going to do that." Yep. And I and like you get her motivation. Her motivation, especially having seen that little first interaction she had, where it's like, if I'm part of the Justice League, I have to kind of abide by the rules mm-hmm. of the League, and therefore I can't get the stuff done that's on a smaller scale. Right. Because the League's not going to worry about that. Mm-hmm. The League's going to worry about stuff like this. Exactly. Which is necessary, but I need to do these other things. Exactly. And I need to be effective. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
Also, at the end, John's powers are wonky. Right. Because, like, John's having a hard time because Solaris has brought red sun energy, which is sapping his powers, but the sun god is amping up the yellow sun energy. Yeah. So he's, like, in this constant flux of being overpowered or and depowered. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. what would that do to a person? Right? Neat juxtaposition for that character. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not like a light, it's, it's seemingly life threatening, but it's also like, it's just a good obstacle for Superman to have to overcome. Yeah. Especially this new Superman that we're not familiar with. Yeah, for sure. I will say this, as much as I like the coloring of this book. Yes. That's kind of it for me. Yep. I, I felt like the art was super inconsistent. Uh, the characters like weren't drawn the same from panel to panel. Um, you know, like a lot of the cityscapes I thought were really lovely looking. And yeah. like, I'm not, I don't usually have an issue, honestly, with like non-standard comic book style art. And that's no. really not all my issue here is, it's just really. The inconsistency. It's, it's, it's just inconsistent. Yeah. It's just straight up inconsistent. Yeah. It struck me as, it's, I, I, it's funny because, you know, you know when like you're reading a certain Sorry. book, they're rushed. Yeah. I don't think that was the issue here today. No, 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 no. No. But yeah, it's it's. But Solaris, or is it Solaris? Yeah. Yeah. He looks spectacular. Everything in or it's one of those things like Giuseppe Camincoli. People like that artist. I happen to don't to not. Sure. But I do appreciate everything inorganic that he draws mm. works and shines. Same with uh with with Deluca. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Solaris, Solaris space. The space stuff. It's spectacular. Mm -hmm. Like even like. The there's, a, there's a pulled back kind of big splash image of like Solaris versus the Sun God, and he's riding in on his on his mule, right? Go. I think I don't uh, know what it was. The moon. The, the moon had a mule. Yeah, I, I don't think know. he is a horse or something. Right, and it, like it's just really like gives me old school, not necessarily Ditko, but that era vibes right. to it, but yeah. with like some like super bright modern coloring on yeah, it. And I was like, yeah. that's really cool. It's just not, I don't see that throughout. No. And like this could just be one of those where it's like if this person was doing a book on the regular, mm -hmm. they would become maybe a little more comfortable with getting these characters down. But when you know you only have the two or four, depending on I which don't know how many issues this you're is. doing. It's still not enough. Yeah, it's um, just it's just it's just a little rough. And it highlights a little bit of the issues that like one might have. I don't like John's I don't like the depiction of John's costume in this. I think it's just kind of like a thing. Like, mm -hmm. It's more like one of eight different designs mm -hmm. for someone's redesign of Superman. And it's just kind of like, eh. Okay. I don't know. It's just, the the suit notwithstanding, the issues I had were not with the suit specifically. Right, right, right. They were with faces. <laughs> as it always is for me. It's the same reason why I don't like Cam and Coley. Yeah. I don't like their faces. I didn't like them in this. Uh, otherwise, will I be reading this book again? No. Will you? I probably not. Uh, and probably I think not. if you're looking for a dispensable issue from Future State, it's probably the one that's going to hit the chopping block first. Uh, although I did drop a bunch of books from the past week as well. It's just, it just didn't do it for me. But there are a few, like you said, shining examples of, of brilliance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, let's jump into some super chats. Mm -hmm. Superman Wonder Woman number one. Uh, Aaron Danielson, why has no one mentioned the Themyscira retcon in Wonder Woman 84? In World War One, she's not allowed to be trained, but in Wonder Woman 84, she nearly won the competition. Because the movie's very lazily written. <laughs> it's just a very bad movie. Uh, Ryan Craig, I've ri finally read Vision in preparation for Tom King, Elseworlds, and WandaVision. I'm, I'm glad I finally did. It's the first comic I've read in years. Congratulations, Yay, Ryan. Ryan. You read a good one, Eisner Award-winning series. It's an amazing book. 
Uh, if you like Viv, you may dig her in Champions. It's fun to see her carry over because she's like so cemented in this kind of like seminal work. So check that out. Um, and thank you. The Red Gamer 7, is there any indication that besides Yara, any of the future state will be sticking around, or is this another Futures End and Convergence? I think it's more of the latter than, it, than the former. Yara uh, worked and will be sticking around. I think she'll be sticking around even if she didn't work, because I heard they're working on like a TV show and stuff like that. Oh, it sure. takes a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of money yeah. to uh, on the back end to kind of like yeah. make that decision. Yeah. Just so happened that Joelle Jones's book is just friggin' amazing, and the character herself is fun and enjoyable. Right. Uh, she's gonna work. I think... Flash will also carry over only because he's multiversal and can like literally slip between dimensions yeah. and no Flash fan complains about multiple Flashes. Um, otherwise, eh, I think well, I that's think, probably I it. think the characters that are already established who have just kind of grown up a mm -hmm. little bit, obviously they're... Yeah, John's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, post-Future State, but he well, won't also, be Superman. Right, but I was also thinking like Far Sector. Yeah, Far Sector, she's, she's going to be in the Green Lantern book mm -hmm. uh, and her book is undisputedly good. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she got like. Is Jamal Campbell still on that book? I don't know. I haven't okay. read it in a while. Okay. Uh, it's just... I was just wondering because he's such a spectacular, I know, spectacular I know. artist. Dominic Donovan, I just wanted to ask if you think Marvel is going to do something similar. Future State is successful, or if they did, would it be better or worse? I don't think Marvel's going to do it. Uh, but if they did, I think that they, you know, if you want to see something like that, they've done all kinds of look at the future kind of thing the most recent example that's like a, a kind of future was marvel x i think was the book mm. it was jim kruger's uh prequel to mar to earth x and that i think was a success in terms of critically acclaimed it was a good book you should check right, it out right 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 uh, gal had 19 kate's new image book crossover you dig i don't uh i we did we have read it though and uh it's fine i haven't kept up after the the first issue yep um i've read the first two i honestly you know what's funny is like i missed the second one coming out like you i did. just i just completely yeah just, just flew under my radar yeah. um and then i knew the third one had come out but i couldn't read the third one without reading the second one yeah so, so. i just need to go back but yeah. like you it's know fine. i like I, right now there is a different independent book by Kate's that I like more so, but I know it's not getting as much acclaim, and I know it's he's kind of he's working on it, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, it's Baby Teeth. Yes, I like Baby Teeth quite a bit, um, but I know Crossover is the new hotness. Yes, it so is. I'm willing to give it a shot because I, I do like Kate's writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was again. I should the first say. issue I was like pass. <laughs> the second issue I was like oh, so you know it's. It's growing on me, but yeah. it's only been three issues. You know what I really regret not being able to get because I didn't. I've been getting more digital comics. Is that Kirkman like weird book? Yes. <sighs> Miss that. Algie Chirai, I don't know much about Abigail Brand aside from the Avengers cartoon bit, but after Sword Number Two, I'm ready to buy an Abigail Brand T-shirt. Thank Tom you. Hell yeah. Yes, I adore her. And you know what's funny? The second issue of Sword made me desperately want a like Batman Abigail Brand crossover, even mm -hmm. though I there's. I, I, there's no adventure there. I don't know what the adventure is. But I'll take it. <laughs> well, let's talk about it, because Sword Number 2 was written by Al Ewing with art by Valerio Schiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny, because this was a series, of course, that spins right out of Ten of Swords. Yes! It resurrects the sword brand, which, of course, <laughs> is, by the way, referenced in WandaVision. Yes. Uh, and oh, yes. it also ends up being a King and Black tie-in. Yeah, but it works 100%. Good, okay. Because I was we were talking about this when you were recommending it last yep. week. We said, uh, you were like, oh man, it's only I, issue two. It is. And I said, it's Al Ewing. No, no, and I, but I was, to be fair, 
No, came from space. Right, it, it, it They're not shoehorning this in. This is something this ship would have to deal with. Totally. And in fact, they are because the Earth is covered in like this Symbiots. crap, yeah. right? And so they see that and they're like, we can't communicate. Like they've lost communication with Krakoa. They're working on it though because the gates still work. Oh, cool. So right now they have the only ability to get on and off Earth ah, through the gate. Cool, okay. I'm like, that's neat. That's cool. Yes. So like Brand is like, getting like status reports stuff like that cable's missing oh cable's missing right now she doesn't know where he is mm-hmm. we've also established that she has um she's got a uh, mentalo okay on board as her telepath yeah he's typically a villain mm-hmm. he's now part of this we get a whole big explanation as to why because like she says like you're the best and he's like i'm the best you could get yes and she's like sure and then there's like a breakdown of that where it's like I let like him, a Hickman explanation? Yes. <laughs> I let him think that he's the best I could get, but the fact is he's the one I wanted mm. because he doesn't believe in like mutantdom and he doesn't follow like any of the villains or anything like that. All he cares about is money. And I can I can handle that. And like but he cares about money in like a society on Krakoa that doesn't use it, but I've got it because I've got like Fury's like, you know, bank account yeah. essentially. And so like I have the only mutant telepath that won't serve the council over me. Ha! I was That's like, awesome. that is so you. That, yeah. I love that. How cool. Um, and so she's got him and she'll just let him keep thinking that he's the best that, that she could get essentially. Yeah. Um, there she's putting together a force to go down to Krakoa to kind of do reconnaissance. Okay. Right. Um, it'll include people like Fabian Cortez and frenzy who is their diplomat. Yes. And there's also a scroll. Oh, her. I think his name's Pybok. Yes. I think he's a holdover from Empire. Right. And like he's there as like an ambassador and like he wants to go and help because he's like, I'd rather like not die in the void of space and die like helping other people. Yeah. And like they're also like, it wouldn't be bad to show that the mutants were willing to like lay their life on the line to help stop Null. Yes. And like they're like, she's like, cool, awesome, welcome to the team. Right. Try not to die. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's that's Abby right there. Mm-hmm. Um they are attacked by one of their like crazy dragon things, but like they shoot it right, right down, right down. That's like, awesome. It's not really a problem for them. Sweet. Um, they send their team down, but she holds Mentalo back. She's like, "I have like a secret mission for you." Okay. And he's like, "I don't want to. I don't want a secret mission by myself. I want to go with the team. Can I go with the team no. now?" And she's like, "No. I want you to actually like do like a very like low level like inspection of my mind." Look for, I think it's Project V. Okay. Protocol V. Mm. And he's like, It's Venom, I guess. He's like, Okay. He's like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> she was like, I am not. Like, this is what it is. Like, it's like, like a, he gets the full rundown. Yeah, about what he gets Null the, like, and... the, no, no, no. He gets the rundown of what the plan is. Oh. And like, she's like, This is survival of like everything here. Like, the fact is, like, hero, he sees, like, the, what about the heroes? What about all these people down there? And he's, she's like, Heroes can fail. Yeah. And like, I need to take care of the future. Right. He's cool. like, okay. And I'm like, that's like, for me, that's like borderline, like Batman level. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta be thinking about like, I'm doing like 12 chess moves ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, She's also like trying desperately like to figure out where like Cable is. Cause she'd rather send Cable on this mission, but like, what are you going to do? He's not around. Yeah. So they do go down to Krakoa and Krakoa is a like, snowy like mm. island now because the sun has been blotted out and uh, so the weather has completely shifted mm-hmm. right and e- even there like there are like you know null dragons fighting magneto is part of the you know resistance against it as is uh sunfire, sunfire. yeah 
Sunfire like heats up and attacks one of the dragons, who then like tries to in like invade yes. him. Uh, he falls, but like mentally he's still okay. Okay. Like Magneto's like cool. He like continues to fight the dragon along with like Banshee and others. And like they're like he like Sunfire is okay, but like he's out of the fight. And he's like, no, I could keep fighting. He's like, your legs are broken. Mm. You're done, man. Yeah. But Fabian Cortez is there, so they send him off to heal him. Okay. And like not only heal him, but also like you know make him feel like he's the greatest ever. Right. And so he does, and like. He basically blasts through the dragon and then is kind of like swirling around above Krakoa trying to like keep it warm in okay. a sense, right. right? For now, we get a little like breakdown of like Cortez and like the fact that she, like Brand is like, I have Cortez for now, but I do have some like backups lined up because the fact is like Cortez is inevitably going to betray us and like he's going to like convince someone on the council probably Magneto, mm-hmm. that, like, what he says is true because all he cares about is, like, getting rid of the flat scans. He's still against flat scans, and, mm-hmm. like, that's all flat he Flat scan, ca- by the way, is a mutant derogatory term for humans. Yep. Which also directly goes against the current status quo of right. Krakoa. Right, right. But, like, he wants to talk to the council. He wants to, like, you know, share his opinions about that, blah, blah, blah. And he does have an opportunity to talk to Magneto for about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, Frenzy sees that, and she's like, mm. okay. The more things change. Yep. Because it's effective. Yeah. Like, Magneto's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm, you're right. And, like, don't forget, he can, like, make people, like, become addicted to his powers, essentially. Gotcha. They've, like, dialed it back a little bit in order for him to work for Brand. But okay. We figure out what Protocol V is, by the way. It has nothing to do with Venom. Oh. It has to do with the five and evacuating oh. them. Ah. Like, Brand is like, we need to get them off of Krakoa mm-hmm. now. Good. Okay. Because, like, they're the last line of defense to bring back Everyone the back. mutants. And so Mentalo shows up with, like, this huge machine. And he's like, get in. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> That's dope. He does not say that. Nah. It is such a wasted opportunity. <laughs> but, like, he basically, they're like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, welcome to Protocol V. Hop in. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. It is dope. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You need to be with Venom. But no. Nope. It's, it's no, it's taking care of the five. And I was like, I guess that's smart. No realizes he can use the gates. Oh, why? Because I guess he's connected with mutants or something? Um, because he took over one of them. Ah. It's Domino. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So he has Domino and he's like, sweet. Look at all these hosts that are actually like useful. Right. Isn't Domino a disaster? I think it's Domino at least. It. It. I don't know. I was going to say, remember how Domino is like really I, like messed up? And I how- think she's. After uh I don't remember if she's better or not, but like she was she was put back together. Yes, I recall. Um but like she says like to be my X-Men. Cool. That's awesome. So like this for me is like a good example of a tie-in. This like will seem bizarre, sort of, that this happens where it's like, what the hell's going on? However, these like mutant tie-ins that we have seen for these events mm-hmm. which we saw in empire and we've seen here tend to stick to just dealing with mutant stuff yeah so it's like with them they were dealing with the horticulture mm-hmm. and they were dealing with um the genosha, genosha and and, Wa- and wanda and all that right yeah. this is like we're gonna deal with krakoa mm-hmm. and we do have to deal with the fact that like yes we're in space and we saw all this happening right <laughs> But the so, X-Men are, are, are possessed symbiotes in the main book. They're not in this. Well, yeah, and they realize that they don't have, like, contact with them any right. longer. And they've been trying to reestablish contact. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's Cable. There you go. It's Cable. Oh, that that is Cable? It doesn't look like Cable. It does not look like Cable. But maybe it's supposed to be, like, horrifying. That doesn't look like 
cable. No. But I guess it makes more sense. He got the sword. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, I only looked at the face. Yeah. And that... And that makes sense why he's got the glowy eye. Mm. So, yeah, there you go. Cool. Which is why I'm recommending cable this week, because I just wanted to see how yes. they're going to make this all what, tie in. Yeah, exactly. That also explains why she couldn't contact him, because mm-hmm. like he's there, but he's not. Yeah. So, regardless, now, essentially, I guess Brand's plan is really just to get... Everybody off. Get them get off. Get them back into space. And I'm going to guess that if push comes to shove, she'll just blow the gates. Yeah. Yeah. Because she will... I don't think she would, like, sacrifice everything, no. but, like, in order to, like, stop Null from moving forward mm-hmm. too much further, she'll do anything to do that. Totally. It's less about Krakoa. No, it's more about everybody. Yeah, so, there you go. Dope. Good. I'm glad yeah. the series is still cool. This series also just looks amazing. Yes. Um, Which is one of those things where it's, like, it's been consistent throughout for the yes, entire for, X-Men reboot. Yeah, like, they've just been trying to keep a certain level of look yeah you know some yeah. of the books yeah, stray a, very... a little bit like when you look at like a Lenny use book or uh... well yeah and i was also thinking like a new mutants like oh, they, yeah. they kind of stray a little bit but it makes sense in terms of the book title and still consistently excellent yeah 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 but also with who used to work on that book and so yeah. why they might have gone that route and i'm like it's just there's a lot of thought it feels like put into the aesthetics mm-hmm. of the x-men regardless of how you feel about the story yeah I think there's something to be said about like that. The look. Tightness. I agree. There you go. Uh, Nahul uh, Nakama says, do you think death metal will mean something in DC continuity or just like conversions or doomsday uh, clock ending that no other writer will pay attention to? Uh, It, it is the marching orders for DC moving forward. Uh, Futures state came out of it. And I Mm -hmm. have uh, a, a pretty good, feeling that it will that everything's set up the energies elseworld all that stuff mm-hmm. uh will be acted upon within the year uh, sure but i think also it's like with anything yeah if it if if, the, if it resonates with you and yeah. most of you then it will it, it is inevitable that it will persist yeah i would also say that as with anything any of either of the big two do they can always undo it exactly you know like almost nothing is set nope in stone nope they not in just, comics except another crisis yeah the crisis to end all crises yeah yeah uh chance <laughs> topper i'm really liking future state i was surprised to see a common element in most of them is the magistrate yeah was... yeah in several of them yes but across the board well some of them not all of them anything with batman well magistrate. yeah uh same with alchemex in 2099 Lewis S., mm. who do you think will be the new siren replacing Harley? I hope Killer Frost. I do like Killer Frost. That'd I take fun. that. I'd take cool. a live wire. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> uh, Silvery Cricket, I the big problem with the Future State stuff is there really isn't a lot of writers having fun with it. They've got a free script to try brand new things, to be creative, and some just don't seem to care. Yeah, I, 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 I buy that. A couple yeah. of them are probably, like, doing their job, or they're, or they're, they're given the opportunity kind of, like, way too late and so they're like uh, here and it's like i'm a writer i can i can produce a tale but is it gonna be something that like knowing it doesn't matter or knowing that it's probably not gonna be part of the big thing you know there's a lot of restrictions that you put on yourself as a creative knowing all those things and having the constricted timeline that might you know result in that yeah no absolutely and it's like you know, it's easy to think like, well, then just like some some creatives out there will be like, no, I'm just not going to do it. But like, 
you also got to eat, man. Like... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of creatives did not do this book. Yeah. Uh, or this initiative. Uh, Nerd King 101. I really like Future State books, Dark Detective and Justice League, and maybe see myself liking Batman, but it was so boring. Honestly, Future State's been a super disappointment. Dead Planet has done it better. Uh, Dead Planet, I mean, the only problem is Dead Planet, like, you can't really use much from it except for, like, the I you can't go this as far as Dead Planet can go because it's an Elseworld story. Mm -hmm. Future State is there, there's nothing that can't be undone or unmade from Future State because it's just like it's the future. Just don't do that. Just yeah. stop the magistrate. Just kill the guy. You're done. Mm -hmm. uh, but I hear you, and I do agree that for the most part, I am yawning at Future State. Germox, it's a holiday, so I go catch us live. Just want to say hi. Well, hello to you, Germox, and thank you for watching and for your generosity. Well, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, Maddox says, I've been binging back issues and love what you guys do. Keep it up. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Maddox. Appreciate it, man. Love your name. Um, and I think we're caught up, so let's move on to the next thing. Okay. Tiffany, uh, do you want to do a future state book or do you want to do one of the books that you said was a secret? Uh, well, my secret books are all Marvel. Oh. Well, why not? Do you want to wind them in or do you want to... Uh, yeah, let's do Justice League. Okay. All of it? And then we'll go it up. Uh, Hmm? Because I didn't realize this week that Justice League was hiding a book that I didn't that I thought was coming out as its own title. Yeah. Thanks, DC. Classic. Um, yeah, Justice League Future State number one from yeah. Joshua Williamson. Yeah. Um, this has nothing. It's funny. Josh uh, came in later to do this mm -hmm. than the Future State Initiative, uh, and I think the idea was when he was offered, like he, you know, they asked him what he wanted to do if he had did anything in Future State, and he's like Justice League. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he got it. I think he I, I think he wanted to do Justice League like overall, mm. but uh, Bendis has Justice League, so that's right. that. Sure. But uh, I got to tell you, he's uh, he's doing something that I did not expect and kind of really appreciated with Justice League. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, and yet at the same time, this felt like a classic sort of like you, any any time anywhere. Yeah, sort of tale. Absolutely. Uh, like starting with its like idealized state essentially mm -hmm. like everyone loves the justice league yep uh it is drawn by robinson rica is that what that says no is it anyway keep going and i'll jesus <laughs> uh so the idea here robson rocha you're probably saying it right because i'm the worst at names literally the worst <clears throat> So anyway, uh, the, the book does a nice job of introducing you to the Justice League. This is the team. This is the state of the future. Uh, <laughs> literally that, you know, like, Justice League does this stuff. Look at all the things they've done over the years. Yes. That they have been the Justice League. Or yes. the time they've been the Justice League. Look at how, like, Darkseid... Like, Starros. ...was taken over by Starros, yeah. even though he's missing, whatever. Um, well, it's the future. It's the future, so they found him. It's the Star Rose. But, uh, yeah. Uh, they've gone on adventures. Look at them work together. Yay. Uh, yeah. Who's the team? Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, The Flash, Aqua Woman, Green Lantern, uh, Batman. Batman. That's the That's team. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, which ones? John. Uh, Yara. Yara. Far Sector. Far Sector. Uh, and the new non-binary Flash. Uh, and more we we assume arthur and mara's daughter it is it's their faces are kind there of obscured are, but, but like but I her think, name's andy curry yeah so i i think it's done deliberately just so that we don't have to establish what they look like in the future yeah, just in yeah, case like yeah. something happens to them by the way i love the fact that her parents are alive yes like, I you do know too, what i mean I do too. and they're together yeah and they're just like do you want us to come home yeah, yeah. No, no i got this i'm Mom. an adult right i can handle this 
And uh, she lives in the lighthouse, and it's just cool. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but we on. meet we meet the new Legion of Doom. It's fun characters. You're like, oh, what? They're on the Legion of Doom now, and they got this big plan, and they're and gonna tomorrow. Ha- it's gonna happen because that's what Tio Morrow says. That's right. <laughs> and then when they and, and literally tomorrow, they're all slaughtered. I thought that was amazing. That was a fun surprise. There's a twist that I thought was coming. I'm disappointed it wasn't this. I still like this book. I wish it were this. Okay. So anyway, Justice League investigates. They're uh, they're bad at it. Far Sector is an actual uh, you know well, investigator. Like they they're like I think um, Superman mm-hmm. is kind of used to his dad dealing with like a forensic scientist on his team. Well, they tell Wally or they tell Wally they they tell the Flash like well do, you know figure it out and they're like he's just fast. They're just fast. They're just fast. Like, they're not smart. Right. <laughs> or at least, they're not That's a not forensic they expert. They, like, they run. That's yeah. what they do. Not all Flashes have to be able to solve crimes. Yeah. I mean, like, they're here now to solve a crime. But, like, they're yeah. not a forensic expert. They're not bad. By the way, I love that the new, like, you know... Hall of Justice? Well, the, like, Legion of Doom was like camped out in the, the old Hall, of, Hall Justice. of Justice. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. They're like, yeah, Eden. And we get to see a little bit of like that clearly something happened and we get that like hint that something happened, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. Yes. But we see all the statues of the old heroes. I love that image of Batman statue turned mm-hmm. in such a way that it's cast in shadow. Yes. I'm like, even in statue form, Batman. I like that idea. Like that there was a designer who knew that like when light catches the statue, Batman will be shrouded in, yeah, in shadow. Yeah, just like regardless. he always is. Yeah. Um, they have a rule set in place, basically no fraternization and no friend. Like we don't know each other. Like keep it professional. Uh, everyone broke this rule on the team and just seeks and keeps it from each other, creating an even more problematic situation where they're all just lying to each other. Um, mm-hmm. John tries altruistically to like bring the team together. He's like, we got to get more members. There's only five of us. Yeah. Well, and he came from like the a family. Yeah. Like, well, he came from Superman. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like he came from like stories of like. I mean, not that they all were in, especially uh, Andy. Yes. Like, you know, grew up with, like, having interaction with the, the Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, essentially, they find out, you know, the call came from inside the house, and uh, what are we going to do? You know. Yeah. Oh, I like how much Far Sector is, like, into the police procedural element yes. of being a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And how she's like, you guys go ahead. I got this. Because I don't need your help on this one because you're probably going to mess up something and it's just like it's just a crime scene and like this is cool yes like oh there's no forced entry so that must have come from in oh yeah what's going on right uh which she totally figures out but like at the last possible second (laughs) uh you know which is perfect because it's like one of those like she does figure it out and like they weren't necessarily banking on that no but so then each uh, each pairing of members of the League who have all been fraternizing with each other get attacked by different members of the League mm-hmm. and sent away. Or seemingly vaporized, but we know they're not killed. And Andy destroys her adorable sweater. That she I does. Which She's is like wearing her full costume and like puts a sweater over it. Yes. She's like, there, I'm at home now. Right. The, this, is my, this is my chilling outfit. <laughs> so the Justice League has been defeated by the Justice League. <gasps> What? Gasp. And uh, the the would-be usurper Justice League all convene at the Hall of Justice where they committed their crime of killing the, the, the Legion of Doom mm-hmm. and reveal themselves to be the Hyper Clan 
from Grant Morrison's freaking JLA run, <laughs> which are, of course, would-be Justice League usurpers from that story as well. Right. Great reveal. I loved that. And then they, of course, re-change themselves into the Justice League and go out into the world. Yeah. I like that. And I think that was a super fun twist. Okay. I wish they were the Justice League the whole time. Oh. That it was like Kurt Busick's Thunderbolts. And it's like, this is the Justice League! And it's like, I hope no one finds out we're not the Justice League. Oh, okay. And no, that, like, I, none of them actually, like, when they all, te- like, when, you know, they don't know that they're all teaming up. When, yeah. they, when they hear about the Justice League, they're like, that's stupid. Right. Or cause them that to fight them. I was hoping that the Hyper Clan, because I saw the Hyper Clan reveal before I read the book. And I was like, oh my God, Williamson, pull the Thunderbolts on this book. Kinda. See, now I was taken by surprise by this because I spent the entire book assuming that the Legion of Doom had found a way to fake their deaths. Ah. And they were somehow masquerading. Yeah, no, they just thought, oh, we'll use the Hyper Clan. And it's like, no, the Hyper Clan killed you. Yeah, and I was like, oh. Oh, we just met those characters for, for okay. Yeah, it was, a, it, well, there was, that's the thing is like, that was a fun, like, oh man, look at all these characters. Yeah. Well, they're dead. That's yeah. funny. Like, that's, that's no, very. No, it is funny. No, absolutely. For me, that's like Morrisonian funny. Yes. yes. Uh, but yeah, great reveal. Uh, yeah. I The art was good. The story was fun. Despite mm. the fact that I was like hoping it was literally going to be, they, we, we fooled the world. Blah, we're yeah. the hyper clan and we're going to, we're going to take over the world by infiltrating it again. Mm-hmm. Like our first plan, it's been long enough. People don't remember when we did that the last time. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, then I then I turned the page. Then you turned the page. Like what the? F- <laughs> I was like, what is this? And so like I, I read a little bit into it. I didn't pay attention to the cover, and in my head, I was convinced that Justice League Dark was getting its own book by itself in Future State because it has its own book. Yes. Before because Future there is State? a Justice League Dark book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, like I am still like uncertain how I feel about it being in the Justice League book as opposed to the Swamp Thing book. Yes. Which is also written by Ramby. Yeah, However, this is getting more eyes on this team. I, I think that's why they did it. But also, like, this, I'm reading this story and I'm like, people reading the Justice League book are probably not, not gonna, read this. gonna be as interested in, in this because, like, they're just throwing things out there. Like, this is, like, much like what Ramby is doing with Swamp Thing, this is, like, somewhere in the future everything's bad and like Merlin is like taking over everything and like took all the magic for himself but like some of them still have magic but there are like you know like knights and like this force out there who may or may not be the magistrate honestly I wasn't really paying attention to that yeah um I was more or less like lost in the idea of this being a backup <laughs> but it's not a backup it's its own issue it's its own issue it's but, whole issue you know what I mean like yeah. yeah so bear with me guys um and that essentially we are following Zatanna and Detective Chimp as they're attempting to survive, <laughs> right? We also see, like, an old man talking to, like, a younger guy. And, like, they're going back and forth. And I was like, oh, it's the wizard. Mm. Or Shazam. Like, yeah. No. No? No. Is it somebody? It is somebody. And it's, like, very obvious. that I was like, oh, okay. As we were leading up to the reveal, I was like, oh, it's them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. But I thought, <laughs> like, initially, I was like, oh, we're, okay, cool. Then I remember that Shazam has his own future state book. Does he really? <laughs> yeah coming out next week oh. or this week come out tomorrow sweet um but like essentially this is like they're like solving a mystery but also explaining to us what's happening right like they're solving the mystery via like via context yeah via world Info-dump. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um we see that like these like 
knights and like forces of Merlin have been like gathering magic folk and burning them okay. in order to like interrogate them and get information about like something specific. Mm -hmm. Future state, the Inquisition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're burning witches. Yes. Um, uh, they find that Zariel, the angel, is there, dead. And they're like, okay, cool. We need to bring him out. He has to see this. And you're like, what? Like, you mean Etrigan? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so then we see Bobo go like, gone, gone, the simian. It's awesome. So, like, Bobo is now the host. For Etrigan. For Etrigan. That's awesome. And he hates it. Who? Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one likes it. He's like, I don't want to London do this. like either. And, like, Etrigan hates, he's like, don't summon me anymore. Stop. What? Because, like, he's the betrayer. Oh. So, like, when Merlin attacked, Etrigan didn't fight with them, and so they lost. Mm. And, like, he's like, I have my reasons. And they're like, Could just tell us. And he's like, no. No. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm so sad. I made a, it's like a contract. They're like, no, but you're a backup book. There's not going to be a lot of time for you to be able to tell us. Yeah, just, just tell us now. <laughs> So then, like, they show him, like, Zariel, and they're like, you know, she's like, like Zatan's like, do you, don't you care at all? I know demons and angels don't get along, but come on, man. He sees there's a necklace there, and he's like, they must have been looking for the source of this, because, like, people aren't supposed to be selling magical artifacts. And so they go to where that is, and it's like this rinky-dink little, like, hole-in-the-wall magic shop, right? Okay. Like in New Hope? Yeah, it's called <laughs> Relics and Riches. Okay. Right? And, like, when they get there, the person's like, you know, get out! Rah! And, like, Zatanna's like, Rory Regan? You know? Ragman! Ragman! I was like, I know that name! Yeah, you do. So, like, he's like, okay. Like, Etrigan, by the way, did not change back. He just went... <laughs> okay, hey, no more here. monkey. It's just no, the me. monkey comes back. Don't worry. Detective Shimp comes back. Don't worry. Okay. Um... But essentially, he's like, you're not supposed to be selling these things. And if, like, we were able to find out where you are, you know Merlin knows where you are. Yeah. He's like, listen, like, you know, a little while ago, like, some, like, you know, crappy magicians and some heavy hitters like Zariel and John Constantine came in here. And they were looking for something very specific. Mm. And, like, they got, like, all this, like, materials and, like, lodestones and stuff like that. And, like, they're clearly trying to set up a base and protect something. Okay. And, like, my guess is it's here, like, in Vegas. All right. Is Vegas destroyed, like, in every other book? Uh, I mean, like, I think everything kind of is. It's just everything's just kind of, like, vaguely apocalyptic mm -hmm. or, like, run down, right? Yeah. Lo and behold, they are, in fact, found. And, like, they're like, okay, Etrigan, now's your chance, baby. To redeem yourself. Yeah, you gotta and go. He's like, he's like no. I can't. He's like, they can't see me fighting for you guys. Oh. If they do, like, bad things will happen. Questionably so. And right, I can't tell you what they are. And Etrigan's like, but there's another way that we can do this. Okay. And like, essentially, it's like you gotta put on the Ragman suit, and like he doesn't want to do it. Right. Right. He hates it. He thinks it's bad. He doesn't want to be a part it's of gross. it. Gross. And they're like, no, no, you gotta do it. And like Etrigan's like, I have all these souls, so I'll give you one to, to he, fire to, up to the weave. rag to fire up the Ragman suit and get it going. Okay. So he gives him like this big angry one, and so Ragman does his thing, and then like. Bursts out, starts fighting all the Does dudes. Does Ragman get onto Etrigan? No, no. This is just the this is just what Ragman. The form oh, that the souls that he took. It was the one soul he gave him. He gave him a particularly angry big one that cool. like turned Ragman into a big thing. Okay. While they are working on, basically, Detective Chip comes back because he still has the sword. Yes. And so he's able to use the sword to like transport them where they need to cool. be. But of course, we all know that the forces of, of bad will be after them. The 
they summon the, the big symbol in the sky mm-hmm. for like Merlin to see so he can send a knight because knights are badass and horrible and not good, right? Cool. Because someone's reading Once in Future. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, to be fair, these are all, they? they're all characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the idea is that like the old man's like, hey, my friend, like you, you're going to watch me die tonight and blah, 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 right? And he's like, that's not cool. He's got this coffee can. He's like, there's something secret in here. Ooh, right? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. They arrive, they they run into John. John's like, yeah, no, basically, like, Madame Xanadu is like, we got to protect this dude. Like, every time she does a tower reading, same three cards show up, right? Yeah. And then today, one of them changes. Oh. And it's, it's the devil. Okay. So they summon... Trigon? Et- no, Etrigan again. Oh, all right. Um, and John's like, I even though I'm a character that's known for aging, I don't look a day over the day age I was before Future State. Yeah, well, whenever this is happening, this 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 could be like right. a, a multiversal. Who the hell knows, right? Yeah. Cedric goes to talk to the old man, and he's like, "I've got something in this coffee can for you to look at," mm-hmm. and like only a demon's eyes could tell you what it is, okay. right? And it's like essentially it was it, it's like a magic spell to keep whoever is hiding safe until the appropriate time which is now and it's it's khalid and dr fate's back dr fate had left like khalid left because like fate's helmet had been damaged and it was totally messed up okay so like he abandoned everybody as well all right but now he's back and and so he looks cooler than ever yeah and like you know merlin's in his doctor strange window yeah he is plotting for the end if you're trying to get people into reading justice league dark this was not the pitch for me, I mm-hmm. think to like make it feel approachable no. and like something that like everyone could get involved with. Nope. If we were just trying to like give folk who are reading Justice League Dark something fun for them to read, cool. But I feel like that would have been better suited to be in the backup of Swamp Thing because folk picking up Swamp Thing are probably interested in this as well. Yeah. But I appreciate the attempt because maybe you know some maybe folk got some picked new this fans. up and like they're like, I'm in. Yeah. Whoa. I'm in. Look at all these cool characters. So. That'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I'm going to have to follow. I'm I'm guessing it's going to still be in Justice League. So, Mm. well, I do recommend Justice League. Yes. And And, and if you, since you already bought it, you might as well take a read. Exactly. Yeah. You bought it. Well, because Randy had been writing Justice League. So if you like his writing style, even if you're not hundred percent what's going on, don't forget it's the future. It's okay. That's true. That's true. Um, Moving back into the Super Chats, uh, we have Raj Patel, who says, Hey guys, given your latest interview with Williamson, do you have more or less confidence in DC going forward? Uh, I um, I love having Josh on the show. He is a, such a like light uh, and has great insight. Um, and of course, I dig his writing. Um, I don't think that like one writer can change or fix a company. Uh, and I think we've proven that time and time again. But I do believe that uh, they have a plan going forward, which can always be upended. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I probably have as much faith in DC as I did a week ago. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all I could say about that. I mean, like, I, I hope for the best. I don't want any comic company to have trouble or do poorly. It, it's just that, like, you know, I want them to be pragmatic and have plans and stick to their guns and you know all and that stick stuff. to the plan chums please don't leroy jenkins this up uh king's porticle <laughs> says mlk junior day respect love sal uh tiff ghostbusters oh uh, yes sorry i thought that was a question the way you said that i was yeah. like 
I mean, I like Ghostbusters. Yeah, yes. yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, and I'm all down. They're, the new movie's coming out. They, That's they right. They slated it for this summer. Yeah. It was supposed to come out June of this past year. I know, but hey. So now it'll come out June oh, of, the, of the following year. And yes, MLK Day. Yeah, that's right. Respect. Much. Yes. Uh, you know, that's all I can say about that. Uh, Dark Detective. Wait, is this the last one that you have? This is my last one. You want to talk about some, I've some got, Marvel books? I've got three more. Because we also have to talk about uh, WandaVision a little bit. So. Sure. Uh, this is my, my quick one. Okay. It's an image book. Oh. We're not really getting into this one uh-huh. necessarily. No, we're just not. Okay. Uh, not in a bad way. It's just, you know, whatever. I read... Um, uh, w. Maxwell Prince has written that Ice Cream Man book. Yes. And he came out with a new one. Another anthology-style book called Ha Ha. Okay. It's about clowns. If you like his work and you like anthologies where you pick up the one book, you read the story, and then if you want to continue, you go for it, you might like it. It's less horror. This was more bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Okay. The art's pretty dope. Okay. Uh, it's done by uh, Vanessa Del Rey. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. So I've just, heard it from you. Probably. I just wanted to say... I read that. You read Haha. I did. Uh, I also read Marauders this week, a book I've 100 percent not been keeping up with. That was the with. number one book on Comicsology. I've not this week. been keeping up with this book. Marauders outsold every future state book on Comicsology. Okay, let's talk about Marauders really quickly. The fact is, because I haven't been keeping up, but I did read Ten of Swords, I can kind of piece this together. Sort of bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um let's just say we're still dealing, obviously, with the fallout of Kitty's sorry, Kate's death. Sort of, right? Yes, she slapped Sebastian Shaw around. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Um, Don't forget that Emma has like a big house. Yes. Right? Yes, that Magneto built for her. Yes, as a, like, now she owes him a favor. As a thank you for the key, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, she owes him a favor now. Mm -hmm. She's got things going on. She talks to Lockheed and asks her to show him, or show her what happened. Mm -hmm. Lockheed shows her what happened. She's like, cool. Like, when, because he was there. Right. She... He? Oh, what what sex is Lockheed? I think it's a boy. Because in Secret Wars, Lockheed gets another dragon that they have to kill later. But, like, I, I always thought it was a boy. Okay. I don't um, care. But um, the point is, that story is Emma's doing stuff. Emma's got machinations. <laughs> Everybody, listen, if you want to read anything with machinations, you got to be reading X-Men. Right. Any of the X titles, somebody's going to be going on with their machinations, right? Now, we lost Apocalypse, so his machinations are out the window for now. Yeah. We've got Mr. Sinister. We got Emma Frost. Mm-hmm. Name anyone else. Like there's Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Machinations abound, people. Yeah. That's my review. We've never addressed Wolverine's secret door into Jean's room. That's machinations. Yeah. Jean, Jean addresses that. Don't worry. Um, mm. But, you know, she's she's like got like, you know, state dinners going on for the Hellfire Club. She's inviting humans there. She sends Kitty on like an errand to Madripoor. Mm-hmm. They're like the Hellfire Club is like buying up random parts of land and buildings and things like that, but they're not using shell corporations. Like she's doing things, and right? And she want and she's signing it. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Um, we get like a like we get to see her at her house. Like so, there's there's stuff there's stuff going on. <laughs> Emma Frost and what's she doing? That's right. Apocalypse is always about what what's he doing? Yeah, but what's she doing? But what's she doing? She's, I, I think she's, she's working on just, you know, doing what she's doing, but also getting back at Sebastian Shaw, Why which not? is hilarious watching her like push his wheelchair mm-hmm. um, down a cliff. Yeah. Also her, like her brother is there or his brother is there. I think it's her brother Who's? is there. Emma's. Emma has a brother. 
yeah, according to this, at least that's what they sort of uh, might have indicated. Now okay. you're making me question everything. I don't know. I don't know her her rich family history, you're so I couldn't say. You're making me question it all. Maybe it's not that then. Well, regardless, yeah, he's in the... He, yes, yes. So, and looks just... Look at him. Wow. Cute, right? Mm-hmm. Whatevs. So, she's doing something. The reason I read this book... Yes. Which, obviously, I should go back and grab the rest of them. But the reason I read this book was for the cover. And the little story that's going on in between everything. Because you know Storm was kind of associated with Marauders early yes. on? Well, she's still associated with Marauders. Okay. And we're not only going to deal with Storm, we're also going to deal with Callisto. And how Callisto's kind of been involved with the Hellfire Club. Yes. Right? But Callisto doesn't have powers. Yes. She's just on Krakoa. And she's like, she's one of the depowered mutants. And mm-hmm. she's like, I want my powers back. Right, right. And the only way we can do that is to go through the Crucible. Yes. And you need to but have... But Apocalypse isn't around. Apocalypse isn't around anymore. And so she's like, goes to Storm. And she's like, have you told him you're leaving? Because Storm's going to leave. Like forever? She's got someplace to go. Oh, she's okay. had enough for now. Okay. And I don't know if that doesn't have something to do with the door opening. Mm. You know? Yes. Since she was touched by that and she was there, I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. But um, essentially, she's like, I want you to fight me in the Crucible. Right. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like, this is everything like my little like kid me wants to see here is to see Storm and Callisto go at it yeah. again. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. Because <laughs> it's like, you must kill me. Yeah, exactly. She's like suicide in Ghost Rider. <laughs> kill me. <laughs> How inappropriate. Um, <laughs> And so, like, inevitably, like, Callisto goes to the Crucible, and, like, the Silver Samurai is there, and he's like... I'll kill you! Like, well, he's, like, the new Apocalypse. <laughs> okay, why not? For the Crucible, and he's yeah. like, you know, like, is your is your challenger here? Right. And she's like, no. no. He's like, I offer myself. But also, someone else has stepped up. And, like, it's um, Fenris, which apparently, I, I believe they don't, they dislike Morlock. Okay. And so they're just being they're just, racist. Yes. They just want an excuse. Ugh, that right. sucks. Yeah, that does suck, right? And mm-hmm. like, you know, meanwhile, like, Mask is sitting next to them. So like, Storm shows up. Oh, cool. And she's like, I'm here. I'll bring it. And she it. shows up in like a huge, like, show of lightning and all of that, right? Yes. Now, it's interesting because Storm, of course, has been like, I'm not gonna die. Yeah. But is she like, I'm not gonna kill anybody. Right. Well, she, yes, she felt like that. But then like, Callista was like, what would you do? to like get who you are back right and like that really gets to storm yeah like it like anything right right? um but it's funny because like the fenris are are sitting next to mask and like mask is obviously you know has a specific look about yep them and it's like they're like what are you looking at and he's like two assholes (laughs) i'm like that's awesome Mm -hmm. so then they fight and like uh close was like do you need a blade and she's like no like not this time right no, I have my friggin' powers. Yeah, and so they fight, and like it's a like a very quick but very cool looking fight, in which like Storm basically just like hand to hand fights her, and then goes in for a punch, and when she punches her, she sends a shock lightning. of electricity or lightning, yeah, yeah. Through, into her heart and stops her heart, and then like grabs her and it starts to rain. Oh, and like she's just cradling her. Yeah. And then the next time we see them, we see like the silhouettes of Storm and Callisto in the hatchery and like Storm holding her arm up. 
like oh, Storm would do. She's doing the the big like, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we hear it for Callisto. Well, like, there's nobody there. It's just, it's oh, like, right. it's almost more a moment for the two of them. Yeah, and I was that's like, cool. Oh, like that. I love that. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. like, you know, the next time like Storm sees Callisto, she's just standing, like staring off into the ocean. And like at first, she thought she wasn't okay, but then she realizes like she's experiencing paradise for the first time. Right. Because she sees it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's awesome. Like that's like what I loved about this book. Not yeah. that I don't like what's going on in the Marauders, but like that was just such service for me honestly so like i'm in like i i feel like i want to go back and kind of grab the rest of the marauders just to kind of catch up and keep up with what emma is working on yeah. here because i feel like that might collide at some point mm-hmm. so that's cool it. that sounds great yeah uh well then that's a recommendation yeah especially like if you were like hey i remember back in the day yes. like when like storm had to fight callisto for leadership of the morlocks but mm-hmm. couldn't use her powers yeah yeah i was like ah oh, i love that like mm-hmm. that relationship not that they haven't clashed no. over the years but this was just very satisfying and we were just recently talking about that and folk we were. were like she's in marauders and i'm yeah. like all right what and they're literally on the cover yeah i'm like i'm in that's fun i'll also say um very quickly that i also read uh planet of the symbiotes oh Number one. Okay. Is that the Spider-Man? Yeah, that's... Oh, okay. No. No, it's the... Yeah. This is like a twofer. Okay. You get two stories in here. I don't know why. When I saw the preview, I was like... (laughs) I'm reading this. It's literally about um, the... Like, the other symbiotes. So, Riot. The first story. Oh! (laughs) It's like Riot. And and Phage. And 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 Agony and Lasher, right? Riot, Agony, Lasher, and Phage have all been taken over by Null. Okay. And they're on the hunt for Dylan. Yeah. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's them like looking, looking for, for Dylan. Dylan. They're like, they're just calling creepily out for Dylan. Okay. They find a little boy. They're right. like, you're not him. You're not Dylan. I'm going to eat you. And then Scream shows up. Oh, and cool. She's not been taken over. Oh. And like, she's become like a lethal protector. <laughs> I like that. Because Scream is the best design. So that's the one that people focus on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, Scream fights them off. And then like, the four of them form one symbiote. Right. And um, it's like horrifically, like they're creepy, right? Mm-hmm. But then them forming a symbiote, it's not like they just become a symbiote with like one mouth. It's like all of their mouths and then one big mouth. It's like, Ugh. it's very unsettling. Yes. Um, And they obviously are, they're going to fight, but like Scream has fire powers. And so she's able to kind of fight them back. But inevitably right. they get the upper hand and they consume her. Oh no! Because like Noel is like talking to her and is like, "I've been looking for you. Right. You were always a troublemaker. <laughs> you were always a problem. But like you, they all, you all got to come back. You all have to come back to to, to Papa Noel. Right. And like, so they consume her, uh-huh. and then she burns her way out. Sweet. Thus, seemingly destroying the other. Yeah, I guess she kills the other symbiotes because who cares? No right. One, no one's begging for a phage book. <laughs> Um, so then inevitably, like, like, uh, Scream comes around the corner to find the little boy who she's just, like, you know, earlier when, like, she's, like, like, tracking them down and, like, like, here's another orphan. There are too many orphans now. And so, Mm. like, she finds him and she reveals her face and it's, like, come on. And, like, takes him. I'm, like, that's sweet. Yeah. Like, that's that's nice. But then, like, you see the symbiotes, like, crawling back and I'm, like, okay, so they're not gone. Right. (laughs) Don't worry, everyone. Your favorite riot and all of that is is still, uh, you know, around. Then we check in with the Ravencroft Institute because obviously if we're doing a tie-in, we need to touch on anyone who's had experience with the symbiotes. Yes. So we need to touch on Ravencroft, where uh, Jameson is. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's a werewolf, but 
He's had contact with... Oh, John Jameson. Yes. I was like, JJ's away at Earth now? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Might give him a little perspective yeah. <laughs> on anything. Um, but essentially, this is like... Jameson's in charge. He's a werewolf. Everyone's kind of okay with that. They're mm-hmm. like, things are a little better now that like Kingpin's not in charge of this. Yeah, and, that, and like, Osborne's not around. Yeah, I that, like a super villain isn't like employed here. So things are quieter. So if you just ignore the fact that he's a werewolf, we're good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, Null is going to the Ravencroft Institute because the cult of Null has like a little setup there. Yeah. And they're protecting something in the basement of the Ravencroft cool, Institute. Cool, okay. And it's <laughs> Hang on. It's Cortland Cassidy. The first. It, what? Yeah, Cortland Cassidy was like one of his like first, I guess, like conquests. Okay. Right? And um he was the first the first serial killer. Oh. And so he's like, I'm in. Alright. I'm I'm taking him. And like he's all like he's surprisingly well preserved hmm yeah i would say so um but the court like the cult of null is like oh you're preparing for your arrival like sorry like whatevs and like he's like don't worry about it he basically creates a new symbiote for or i assume to be assumed a new symbiote for uh courtland here Mm -hmm. for apple cassidy because courtland is just the name of an apple to me (laughs) um (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh called plague Okay. So born as plague, and and then like Null's like, cool, cool, cool. Hey, cult guy. Um, you said you do anything, so like you're gonna have to prove that. I gotta go. I got like other stuff to do. I gotta so, be in other books. So Null leaves, mm-hmm. and then like plague just you know can suck out the like essence of a person. Okay. Um, so like that's his thing. It's kind of op. Uh, of course Jameson shows up, starts fighting him. Like he does, of course, start to suck out his essence, and then Corlin gets punched in the face by a big metal arm because Misty Knight also works at ravencroft that's fun yeah yeah but like basically like more dudes show up and like cassie's like i gotta go because like no has a plan for me and yeah. i can't get stuck here so he leaves and i was that's like fair. all right cool there are two more parts to this sure i don't know if they will deal with these or they will literally just be little vignettes because most of them kind of say like this one says like end question mark you know what i mean like did you like it right right the reason i picked this up literally was because of them dealing with the other symbiotes because we have done some of those on gbu and like they always like make me laugh for some reason like they're just fun and silly and like you know very much a sign of the times they were created um so i was like i gotta see yeah what they're doing here and i it's kind of fun to see scream being like screw you guys yeah this sucks (laughs) i was the only one that one cared about (laughs) i was the only one who got like cover real estate yeah whatever yeah so there you go all right (laughs) neat uh I don't know, man. Uh, Batman, or Future State Dark Detective, okay. is uh, just, what's Bruce Wayne up to? Uh, sure. He lost all his money. He lost everything. He's living on the streets of Gotham. The magistrate has taken hold. Uh, and it's just Bruce Wayne living on the streets of Gotham, of New Gotham. It You could have done this story where Bruce Wayne gets sent to the future like Tim Drake did and he's got to deal with Batman Beyond. Like, that would have been interesting. Uh, But it's this. Uh, It's written by Mariko Tamaki with art by Dan Mora. Mm -hmm. This is Dan Mora's, like, full... Like, you know, he's dipped his toe. He's written... He's drawn a couple of stories, a couple of backups. Mm -hmm. It's this series. Dan Mora's now a DC guy. Yeah. Which means once in future we'll be doomed. Maybe Uh, he can do it still. Let's hope. Because, you know... 
But uh, yeah, Bruce has no more money. He's hurt. He, uh, you know, he goes to get patched up from like an old enemy. It's it's just what if Bruce Wayne was brought down to his lowest point in a city he doesn't recognize, and he's not even Batman anymore. Mm-hmm. What would he do? Right. Well, he'd be Batman. So he like puts on literally like a Batman cowl, and he just keeps being Batman. And his basic plan is he's going to take down the magistrate. And I'm like, good, because I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, it's just like. This is the one that I liked kind of the most. Mm. Uh, Dan Mora is, of course, like, you know, a genius. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, and it's not like he's doing anything particularly groundbreaking or, like, mind-bending. It's just, it's so consistently good, panel to panel, and not in a, like, what? Or in a subjective way. Like, you know, people, like, I thought that Wonder Woman Dead Earth, like, looked friggin' next level. People were like, actually, Wonder Woman looks like a man. I hate it. And I'm like, right on. <laughs> Like, you know, that's your that's your point. Like, everybody yeah. can agree this book looks friggin' dope from beginning to end. Well, yeah, the consistency thing is not, that's not a subjective. Like, that's like... It's no, just it's consistent. Just, like, he can draw the same thing. Like, he can draw the panel. same head going and pointing in five different directions. Yeah, and like, that's an insane skill that honestly not everyone, everyone has. has. And like, that's the difference between someone who can be an incredible comic book artist and someone who can do great covers. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. And even people who do covers or just do like an individual piece admit they're like, I can't do the other thing. That's just not how my brain works. Yes. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, it's Minority Report with Batman in it. Where it's like, okay. you know, if they scan you, they know you. Bruce Wayne's believed dead. Uh, there's like this, the head of the magistrate, like, you know, whatever his name is, O one. He's this... He looks like anyone. You know, he looks like every generic character you've ever seen in the world. Well, he should if he's like supposed to be part of like a like a like a force. Of police. But he's but yeah. he's he's special because he's a badass. You know, like and he's number one. Well, that's why he's got the big O one on his that's, forehead. That's how you know. Uh, but he knows that Bruce Wayne is, or he knows that Batman isn't dead. So he's like, you know, every the whole world believes that Bruce Wayne's dead. Right. And you know, he has no money. He has no gadgets. He's He's just got a cowl. He's been hurt mm-hmm. and recently repaired. You know, like, he's still, he's not at 100% peak efficiency. It's also, like, future state, so it's, like, he's older? He's probably, like, 35. You know, like... Right, right. <laughs> who knows how old DC thinks Batman is? But, uh, you know, he's... It, it just It's just a cool excuse to, to show you, like, you know, if you're... Like, I thought next Batman looked great because it's you know Darrington but like it was pretty boring mm. you know I don't care at the end of the day I'm here to watch Bruce Wayne be Batman like I said a million times that's my Batman you know right, right. Alfred blah 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 mm-hmm. like but at the same time if you're gonna do like a story about my Batman watch him you know put him in an unfamiliar place like this is the place to do it mm-hmm. you know especially if you're gonna do Bruce Wayne Batman in another you know in the original time later right like, this is a series to check out because it's like whoa mm-hmm. look at look at what bruce wayne would do right in this situation you know he'd never stop and uh and of course like everything just looks great well yeah and i mean like if you have mora like mora's art lends itself to like crazy color mm-hmm. and like so if you have it in the future you can absolutely do that because it gives it like this is that batman like, beyond kind of like yeah the cyberpunk look that's what honestly yes. are they doing a arkham knight the game yeah well, right. no, no, no. Because Arkham Knight, you know, like, he's like, I need to, like... No, I mean, like, it's Jason. Oh. I hope not, but like I in charge of a stupid security force? I'm sure it is. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure it is. I have never... I'm just wondering, because Here's it's like that... Because he's wearing a very specific style of helmet. Yes. I, I, I will say... Like, and I recently played that game, so right. it's in my head. He doesn't act too much like Jason, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. You know? Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, also Jordi Belair does the colors. It's also excellent. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know who does the colors for Once in Future, but it feels I think like... it might be Jordi as well. Okay. Because like, I'm not it, sure. It looks like Once in Future, but with Batman in it, yeah. which is like, oh, that's all. Blipped oh. on my radar. <laughs> No, this is, once like, this future... is like Nick Darrington all over again. It is, it is. <laughs> Everybody's like, you know who's great? This guy. And this people look, oh, okay. Doom Patrol, huh? Neat. <gasps> Batman. <laughs> but yeah, no. But by the way, it is, yeah, but I dig it. Uh, yeah, Dark yeah. Detective is cool. I hope there's more. I know a lot of people were like, Mariko Tamaki, what did she do to deserve this? She got the job. That's all. Whatever. Who cares? Like, what I liked was that it's like, it's a Bruce Wayne that doesn't have anything to prove. Yeah. It's a Bruce Wayne that doesn't like ex- like explain himself. Like, so it's a Bruce Wayne that's like a little more conversational, a little funnier, like a little more like lighthearted right. in this like very tense Just, situation. Because yeah, you gotta laugh sometimes. <laughs> he's not really laughing, no. but like he's 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 more human. You know, he's he's like Batman Universe, like right. Bendis' Batman, where it's right. like he's a little more lighthearted. It, but you know, it's well, like that's he, has, fair. he has literally nothing to worry about well, except him his, himself. So yeah. he can be like more himself. But that's kind of smart. It's not even having to do with himself necessarily. Like he's not insulated anymore. I mean, not just by wealth because he certainly was able to rely on that. But it's not like he lived that like rich playboy lifestyle. No. But like he was insulated by his like tech and his reliance on gadgets yes. and like his ability to like call any million members of the Bat family to help him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is him reconnecting to like what it was to train almost right you know that's the thing is that it reminds me of when he first like it reminds me of what it would must be like to see what bruce wayne acted like when he was going through his first training yeah so it's like another training because he's in an unfamiliar gob and he's like i can't rely on my old tricks it's not even the city i recognize right, right it's right. like that's really cool that's neat good stuff right. keep it up like looks good feels good it's yeah. fun story i dig it no no complaints this is this is where i like if I were like in any part part of the like writers pitch meetings for this, where I'd be like, okay, then what you're gonna do is you're gonna reveal that O one is actually Barbara Gordon, right? <laughs> Who just went the wrong way? Yes, yes. <laughs> I know some. I've heard some theories. He might be Dick Grayson. Sure, um, but I'm thinking like in terms of like having like the connection to the computers and, and like, like Commissioner Gordon and like the police and like oh they're just getting it all wrong. I fixed this. Right, that'd be cool. That would not be cool. <laughs> I'll take any of it. That it would not. That would it's not really the hold up to character. Her character. It could be anybody. If you're Superman, I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> knock yourself out. Like I, I have no. That's the thing is that like a lot of people are like oh this. Uh, and it's like dude, you know what? Like they ripped the thing off. It's Batmite. He's like Bwah! yeah. Like I don't care. It's in the future. <laughs> I have no tether to this, so I can just enjoy it. Like, people who are, like, upset or incensed about, like, this, it's like, dude, you know it doesn't matter, right? Like, it never matters because it's fake, but, like, it doesn't matter especially because it's, like, in the future. It'd be, like, mad. It'd be, like, being mad about Miguel O'Hara and Spider-Man. This, like, is, this is so in the future, the, the entire soundtrack should just be harmonicas. Right. <laughs> it's two references for the press one. Dirt Rich, I uh, just want to say I love the passion Sal put out there and Tiffany's cuteness. Well, thank you. I like your passion as well. You're you're more passionate outwardly. I'm just more angry about it. <laughs> I'm more loud about it. Is really what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, what was it? Rusky nine one one zero. Is Dick Grayson in Future State? If not, I feel like he's in the magist. He's the magistrate. He could be. Barbara no. could be the magistrate. Um, I think. Uh, I, I think they've referenced him in the Titans book, but I didn't read it. But Benny did, and he talked about it for a little bit. But they reference him specifically. Mm. Uh, Haxley give I am honestly wondering if Peacekeeper is in charge of Magistrate and he just makes his henchmen called Peacekeeper since they have a movie and a show maybe I don't know 
Mr. Giggles, late to the stream. Catch you guys on the replay. Hi. Reps for comics. Reps for comics. Also, Tiff cooking videos. I miss them. I miss them too. I was just watching the the Belly Burger episode. You were you really tricked me on that one. I thought you were watching something else entirely. I'm like, oh, who's that? You're like, it's you. I'm like, oh. Oh no. Oh. Those are great. They are. Yeah. Yeah. We need more like items from the from the comic world that you can make. We have a list somewhere. I thought we weren't doing it because like. Oh, the algorithm would fuck us. But like. Okay, <laughs> We'll see how it goes. We've got all kinds of options. Uh, is there anything else you read? No, I'm all done. Okay, let's talk about WandaVision. No, I did. <gasps> oh, what? I'm not even going to talk about it in depth. I read Future State Green Lantern because I was super jazzed because right. John Stewart was in it. It's actually three books in one. I mm -hmm. only read the first part of it. I skimmed through the other two. I just want to openly admit that. For the other two, love the art, honestly. Mm. Like, I got to tell you, that Guy Gardner story, I love the art in it. And like the last end reveals like Lobo's there. And I'm like, that's fun. Okay, good. That that they is usually a, fight. that is a fun pairing yes. for me. Like yeah. in my head. I'm like, neat. They that I actually want to go back and read. Fight, so it's great. I I'll if you read this book, I'm interested to see if you're a Green Lantern fan, how you felt about the first part of it. Mm -hmm. Because when I was reading it, I was like, this feels like like a John Carter version of Green Lantern. Mm. Set in the future, we're on an alien planet. You got these blue guys who are being overrun by something huge that's coming. There's Green Lantern and a couple of the other Green Lanterns are there. None of them have rings. The dog guy, Nort. Nort, thank you. It's totally him. He's there. Sweet. Ha, not ha. <laughs> he dies. Aww. Sorry, everybody. He dies. He gets stabbed right at the end. Um, but it has like a real sort of like science fiction, science fantasy style feel. And if you're used to having your Green Lantern deal more with like going to a planet and like dealing with like a crime or an injustice or something like that, they're kind of doing that, but it's like so in there. It like, it kind of honestly caught me off guard. Mm. Like it caught me off guard where it went right. and like how it developed. And I was like, okay. And like, it is just a dump of like, race names and like planet names yeah. and like force names and like blah 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 so like if that's your bag you might honestly dig this yeah. but like it's not gonna hold your hand it's not going to offer up much so it's like if you're just like checking in right it's kind of a rough check-in mm. honestly um but like i said it just had such a different feel right from what like I have come to kind of expect from the times I check in with Greenland. You're not the only one. No, no, for sure. But like that's feeling like it's weird to to think in my head that like I felt like this seemed out of place when you're literally dealing with characters who are set in space. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here being like, it was very science fiction-y. And right. I'm like, that's It should. Yeah, yeah. Except oftentimes, like we've mentioned, that like there's something at Greenlander that's often treated like almost like a police procedural. Yeah. Or, like, they do on, go on grander adventures and they do deal with alien planets and stuff like that, but, like, not in this capacity, necessarily. Yeah. Um, that was it. I was just like, okay. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, you it, read it. I, I did. I said I wanted to read it, but, like, it definitely caught me off guard. Right, right. That's fair. Uh, so, yeah, we saw the first two episodes of Wonder Woman. Uh, WandaVision. I, WandaVision. Wonder Woman. We saw Wonder Woman, too. But, <laughs> we did. Uh, uh but yeah no we saw wandavision um mm -hmm. we only had access to the first two episodes like everybody else yes a lot of our colleagues got three episodes i don't know why but uh yeah i would have i wish i gotten the third one because i'd like to know like more yeah um first episode i was like wow you just did the like 
you know, the, the concept they pitched you was like, you know, look at the format. Like, mm-hmm. we're, you know, it's like each episode maybe will be like a different era or maybe we're just going to like play with the fact that like we're sifting through t- eras of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're like, no, we're doing a full episode of that era TV. Mm-hmm. And you better just look for the references and see, you know, the seams. Mm-hmm. And episode two, of course, more seams than episode one. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was it was more fun having somebody who's an expert in old TV <laughs> watching it be able to point out like this is this this is that this is where this came from like, yeah literally for the first time my like my mom and grandma's obsession with old TV yeah and my having watched it with them finally came in handy right this is the only time yes. this is ever going to matter at all that like I got a lot out of those two episodes and like. There were a lot of really clever things they did with those episodes in terms of the shows that they are drawing from from history. I was like, this is this is really cool. But like, if you don't necessarily know that, you may not have gotten as much from. It. No, I remember. I, we're like, we're we're clearly at the end of the episode for episode one. I'm like, a lot of people are gonna be pissed. <laughs> You're like, you tricked me into watching some friggin' old show on Nick at Night. Um. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and then episode two, same deal. Kind of another show. Yeah, no, it a little was. more, a little more, a so, uh, little more references. Yeah. Uh, so the first glamour and illusion, by the way. Yeah. Are characters in the Scarlet Witch Vision miniseries from the Jim Shooter era? Adorable. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, the first episode. Now, like, I have not gone and looked up everyone like talking about this. I'm sure like someone has laid no, out I've, the historical accuracy. We have not watched the Mr. Sunday movies video. about Didn't it yet. do that. Um, but my guess was for the first episode that there are like referencing more of a like donna reed sort of time period of like that 50s going into the 60s however the house they live in is almost like spot on spot on for the dick van dyke show which was more in the 60s however that show only ran black and white and so for what they wanted to do moving into the next episode they had to do yeah so episode two really kind of focused on an old show called bewitched yep which ran long enough to go from black and white to color, which is why it was so apropos that they did that mm-hmm. in that episode. In fact, the uh, actress, well, I don't think she necessarily, but like the character in Bewitched is pregnant twice in that show. Right. So it, it was just like, oh, cool. And they like, do a little bit more of like the whole like magic in that, in like a very specific way that is to that character. So yep. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is cool because it's very much that. Uh, they shoot them like old shows. Yes. Which is like really dope because when this, like you said, the seams start to show, they shift the way in which the show is shot. Yes. Which brings you into a like, we're not watching the show anymore. Right. Like yeah. the show, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's amazing. Like when that guy's choking. Yes. And like, you know, she's like, you know, like, stop it. Stop yeah, it. Or just the conversations where like, sometimes they break and they're not doing, the, they're not talking about the context within the show anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was cool. Um, I thought it was interesting. It's funny because I was like, this was clearly not meant to be the first mm-hmm. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think Cap or the Winter Soldier show was supposed to come first. Yeah. Which was going to be like, this was not supposed to be the launch of phase four or whatever mm-hmm. or the, the way to be like here you go yeah you haven't seen a marvel movie in over a year here's this like yep. that that's gonna be very jarring yeah and it's both it's supposed to be different yes. and it's supposed to feel like that and yeah. it's like it, it's at a disadvantage and an advantage because it was supposed to be a palate cleanser for the thing you were expecting 
and the thing that you already got. Yeah. But because no one got anything, this is the only thing. So it's like, you're either in or not. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it, it's it's interesting how they're sort of relying on the, like, ability to have this show already produced and, like, do a slow burn. Yes. Because there's definitely a little bit of a slow oh, burn to this. it feels this. a little too slow sometimes. I didn't think so because, like, that <clears throat> first episode, like, that payoff of, like, maybe a minute yes. was so like out of left field that it like sure it, was. it really stuck with me. Yeah. Like that really I was like oh, I yeah. now I desperately want to watch the next episode. And yeah. since they're only a half an hour, like it goes very very quickly. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um unless you find old TV debilitatingly boring. Right. In which case it's a slog and I I don't think it's a slog. I had a good time cuz we watched the Dick Van Dyke show like which I think is better than the WandaVision show. Like, I think the Dick Van Dyke... Well, because like, they're, they're, they're not... It's, it's, it's literally the Dick Van Dyke it's, set. It's the house, but, but it's not, not that show. It's not the show. But, like, I appreciate that they wanted to pay homage to that set because that set is, like... Iconic. It's just cool. It's iconic. It's very mid-century modern looking. Um, It's just so, so funny that they didn't then do, do that. Do it! But yeah. they wanted to move into the 60s in a different way. Exactly. And, like, it, it just made so much more sense with what they ended Absolutely. up doing. Absolutely. No, I get it. Uh, And so... I'm excited to see it all pay off. The trailer shows you probably the last episode in terms of like showing you Probably, all this shit yes, happening. Yes. And like, I think that they were wise to do that because they hadn't shown any of that. Oh, people would be just, like, what the fuck? Yeah, if you got these episodes, it may not be for you. This is like, it, it's it's a slower burn than the first season of Stranger Things. Yes. It's like really like, there's a payoff at the end of that episode, but it has you, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. in. Yeah. Um, But it's also like retro in the way of like, you know, like a nostalgia, but like you're not watching a, a 80s show. You're, you're watching, you're not watching a show about a show. No. You're just watching a show. Exactly. This is like a couple of levels. Yeah. And that may not appeal to you. And I completely no. understand that, but there's, trust me, there's more there. Or you might not be interested in going on the journey they're taking you on. Yeah. Which yeah. I get. And the journey, like initially, is just this like lighthearted whatever, but like each episode so far, so two, um, it's gotten like a little more progressively like what is happening and also like, Sort of Stepford-y. Yes. Where it's like, something is very wrong here, but we're all pretending like it's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say, that I said this to you, uh, I'll say it now. I I really, like, I'm watching, if I'm watching the MCU, I'm watching a universe about Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. If anyone can come back to life, it's the robot. Sure. Now, I get that, like, clearly... Now, you, you have a different theory about... I had, like, a different theory for a sec. I had a thought. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think it's correct. Right. But, uh... I think that this is gonna be about how you can't just resurrect the people you care about. Mm -hmm. And that at the end, she has to learn not to resurrect him. And I'm like, yeah. fuck that. Sure. Because he's a robot and who gives a shit. Like, well, and it's Paul or, Bettany and he could use the work, so leave him. Or that it's like, you can't do it this way. We're right. working on something else, but this isn't the way to go. Exactly. No, my thought for a hot second was because of your interview and like you talking um, with Tom King about vision and stuff like that, was yeah. that like somehow she was affected by the explosion of the mind gem and like vision was actually somehow in control of this, whether he's in her mind or something right. like that. But I don't know. I was That'd like, cool. for like a quick second, I was like, maybe we're doing that. Yeah. I don't think so, but- no. That was a thought. Yeah. That was just a thought. Be interesting. Um, we also saw, of course, there's a, a, a substantial 
reveal at the end of the second episode, episode which was so funny because it's like there's a mini version of the reveal i was like ooh, and then they just show it to you and i'm like okay oh, i'm okay. less like ooh, and more like i just you know, I, I know if i just everyone else just wait a second right right there um so if you don't want to hear just mute me for a second <laughs> i'll give you a second okay so we see essentially the um logo for sword yes um I think that you see that at the end of the first episode. Might I don't remember. I just remember the TV closing. Yeah, that's down. the first episode. Um, no, no, no. Like the fr- beginning of the first episode. The second episode has, has the notebook. Oh, okay. Um, with like the little monitor. Um, mm. so yeah, like I was like, ooh, yeah. Oh, and it's like a female hand. So I was like, <gasps> is it Abby? No. It never is, and it never will be. But hopefully, she said angrily. Here's the thing: if they're introducing mm-hmm. Sword, they will have to put Abigail Brand in the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put Victoria Hand in the Shield show. They'll put Abigail Brand in the movie. Sure, I don't know. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm not addicted to it. Like I like it. I, I enjoy I, it. I am, but I think again because like you know because of my own like uh, connection and like nostalgia like. For my family to watching like retro TV that was like long past its prime when I saw it, like to see it now done in a modern way and those homages and to be like, like, oh, I I get this. I know what you're doing is like, that's exciting. And I'm looking forward to it. Totally. Um, And I'm just looking forward to seeing like the overall look of the show and the way it's shot change because like this is a really cool experiment. Yes. um, in, In terms of like, Showing you, like, kind of... Because it is, like, a deep dive into classic American television. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, the use of, like, like the specific styles in which they would talk. Yes. And the way that scripts were paced back then. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. And how they break those. Yes. And, like, in terms to show you something else. Yeah. Like, when she goes outside. Right. And it's, like... Mm-hmm. There's like literally an actual beekeeper yeah. there. Like that's, that's really creepy. Yeah. And it's like not shown in like a Twilight Zone manner. It's more a modern day horror or thriller kind of way. Sort of like almost like an Outer Limits or Twin Peaksian. Yes. Look. Yeah, it felt more Twin Peaksian. V- this whole show just seems like an homage to it's classic like TV. Yeah. So, that's really uh, cool. It's neat. Yeah. Even though those characters really have nothing to do with it. No, but that's fine. Whatever. <gasps> Uh, Taylor Harris, have you ever read the Have you read the High Republic stuff? If you're not, are you considering it? No, across the board. Uh, <laughs> Rusky nine one zero. I really like the Wandavision, but I also almost feel like Truman Show style paint over an unknown horror is wasted on the MCU. Like it would work better as a James Wan directed standalone movie. No, because it. Well, I I disagree only because of what you pointed out, where it's like it's also an experiment to talk about TV, and we're using TV to do it because it's like each phase. Each episode is a different, like, critique slash, like, analysis or look at TV. Mm-hmm. And we're in the new phase of TV where it's online. Yeah, there's a, it, there's something very, not necessarily meta about it, but yeah. um, experimental about it. And granted, I you know, we're not going to get every single style no. of show telling necessarily, but it will be fun to watch it from beginning to end once it's all, like, out. Yeah. I'm, I am very much of the, like, I like to binge, but I also like having to wait. Because I'm know. excited. I'm excited know, yeah. to have to, like, okay, yeah, get, get to that next one. Next one. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I'm down. Magic K, this week we're going to see Naked Superman go to the war world. That's right. We are. Uh, Dan V900, one thing I have noticed about Future State, here comes Dan's opinions, is that DC is getting rid of double shipping, but is keeping the comics at $4.99 at 40 pages with the backups of Batman, Superman, Action Comics, etc. That's right, they're holding the line at $4.99, which is what they did when they said $2.99, 
only a few years ago. I like the idea of holding the line at four ninety nine. Like that's their like, like that's a big deal. Like that's their pitch to us. Yeah, well they did because that's literally what they said. DC yeah. said we're holding the line at two ninety nine, and then like a year later they're like. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine, ten ninety nine. Like at, fuck you. But at least they are giving, like, you know, they're, they're giving you more. There's more, but you may not want that more. No. Like if you only wanted to read one of the stories from Justice League, that's the thing. You had to pay more if you didn't want that backup. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's like sorry, Justice League Dark boosted the the cost. Yeah, but at the same time, like. Some of those books need some kind of boost. Yeah, expand your minds. Uh, Dan also said uh, something I don't remember. It says, I don't like that at all, and I feel like that will turn people off and haven't seen a big fan of most of the Future State comics. Okie dokie. Uh, yeah, I don't know where, I don't remember what we're talking about. Paul Baker, I guess the, I'm the only one who read Robin Eternal. I'm sure you aren't. Uh, Miguel Martinez, my problem with Green Lantern is it's another story where Jon Stewart doesn't have a ring. Yeah. I was looking forward to something different, but not Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, based on that cover, like he has... He has the ring, he's, he's a Green Lantern. He's doing his thing. I, I'm 100% agreeing with that sentiment. That, give Jon a break. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that the writer who's working on the Green Lantern book that's taking over for Green Lantern afterwards will do that. I sincerely hope so. Sean D. Howdy, folks. Hello, Hi. Sean. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, and uh, Sean D. also said, uh, just seems like Bewitched to me with a tinge of weirdness. Well, that one episode did, yeah, certainly. Yeah, well, that one episode would definitely, because they were 100% referencing that. Yeah, uh, not the bees. All right, so uh, let's get into some recommendations. <laughs> uh, I'm pitching... <laughs> Sorry. Not the bees! Uh, <sighs> King in Black is returning. I, I can't believe... I, I was like, didn't this come out? Uh, but King and Black 3 is coming, Cates and Stegman. Uh, it's a it's a series that doesn't take much to read, and that's fine. Uh, Future State Worlds of War is the Naked Superman War World book. I'm going to try this out. He's got shorts on. Yeah. No, I, I know. There's a big S right over that area, too. Yeah, it's yeah. It's for the ladies. You're Look, welcome. Dude, he's for anybody, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it looks neat. I don't know. Check okay. Yeah. Uh, Batcat number two. Uh, I dug one. We'll see how two goes. This is the you know this is like the make or break at moment. Like with Vision issue one, I was in. Yeah. Batman volume two, I was out. Uh, Rorschach issue two, I was out. Uh, I gotta go back in it apparently, but like we'll see. <laughs> Batman Catwoman, I kind of dug one, so I'm looking forward to two. Is this three issues or this is twelve issues? Oh. Uh, also, Deceased Dead Planet number seven is the last issue of this chapter. Okay. I'm sure there'll be more. Okay. But this is this is part this is you know the sequel to Dead to Deceased, uh, out of the thousands other ones. But this is the other one. Right, right, right. Uh, Taylor and Hair scene. I, I can't believe it's taken this long for it to come out. I'm very excited about it. It's a cool book. Check it out. Uh, Rorschach four comes out. Uh, the writer told me I should read it again. We'll see what happens. I'm going to give it another try. Okay. It's rare that like comic book writers say you should read, you should try it again. Okay. So I'll try it again. Okay. You know, Scott did the same thing with with Zero Year. I did, and I appreciated it more. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, One's a future number fifteen. It's coming out, so I will always recommend that. That cover is no. So... Tamar Bond villain is the colorist. On oh, that. there you go. There you go. Not quite the same, but they're no. clearly they're very they clearly similar. get how how good his his art looks with those like the bright colors. colors. Yeah, I mean you can also not like Klaus had some bright colors, but not all of it. It still looks great. That's true. Um, I'm just gonna. There's a whole bunch of Future State books coming out. 
I want to check out Future State Immortal Wonder Woman number one with the backup in this. So this is a $5.99 book. Oh, holding the line Four, at $5.99. 48 pages um, because it also has, I think, um, I don't know if this is the entire, like if it's one book or if it's backups or what, but um, it also have Nubia in it. Oh, okay. Which I think it says it's a She gets her own, yeah. Yeah, because it says featuring Diana Prince and Nubia on the front, but then this clearly makes it out to be the physical Like, apartment. no, they're not teaming up. She's yeah. in the backup. When you say featuring, that's Feels like actually that's... what that means. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, I'm also going to pick up cable number seven, which will not explain anything about why he is a... Um, He's a symbiote. Symbiote, but he is going to be looking out for mutant babies. He has one on the cover. What's he going to do with that mutant baby? Well, probably the same thing he did with the last mutant baby and raise it up to be a Phoenix host. You know, that's what he did with Hope. We'll that's, see what happens. Well, if Cable had been in Old Man Logan, they could have given the Hope baby. To Cable. Yeah. Probably should have. <laughs> uh, I just want to point out again with Immortal Wonder Woman, um, you know, people were really pointing out like how exciting it is that Wonder Woman has the Batman utility belt and Green Lantern's ring and stuff. And I'm like... I remember a book where Wonder Woman wore Batman's utility belt in the future. Oh yeah. yeah. But this but this looks neat. Yeah, the cover's very lovely. I like the colors of the future states. Like the, all the like the, the, the cohesion. What do you think as a designer? What do you think of the like kind of cohesive nature, the the branding for future states? Well they all have that like border they around all that it. border that's not symmetrical. And they all pick, like, very okay, bright I, colors. Everything doesn't have to be symmetrical. I know, I'm just saying it's not design. symmetrical. Um, I'm pointing it out. No, no, I, I, I like the border because I think it really distinguishes that you're picking up a future state book. And honestly, when you're looking for or looking through back issues in the future, it'll make it a lot easier to pinpoint them. Again, we're dealing with the future. I think we automatically kind of have a couple of ideas of color palettes when you think about the future, whether it be, like, something super clean and minimalistic get the, or something bright you get bright or you also get like you know like dingy dirty yes. apocalyptic vibes right but they're going with that again i don't want to say cyberpunk because it's not all the books are cyberpunk like genre sure but like that like neon vibe yes to it which also is i think attempting to separate it from some of the current iterations of books and mm -hmm. also eventually you run out of colors sure doing so many titles so you yeah. gotta start pulling in and open up your palette yeah that's fair okay yeah. Does, is it successful? I think I need to see them all in person. We like I haven't like see them in a in a long box. Yeah, well, don't worry. Or... I'm sure there will be a time in the future where you will be able to leave through an entire long box or many long boxes. Yeah, choked with future state books. Sure, but so like can, I meant like on on like an actual rack. Yeah, like, just to kind of see them. I've seen them on the rack and they look good. Okay. I mean, but that's my sensibility. I was just like, ooh, look at all the colors. Yeah, you know, originally, remember I had that moment where I was like, oh, are they doing an Art Nouveau thing? It's like, not even remotely. Not even remotely are they doing that. But we no. saw it so quickly, he really flashed a cover. I was like, oh, yeah. nope. By the way, Becky Cloonan wrote that Wonder Woman book. So, ooh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Jen Bartel does the, the cover that I'm looking at. I, I like. It's a great cover. It's good. It looks great. It's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, well, uh, there's another super chat or two, I think, that we can get into before we wrap up uh king's portcull been down since the start want to see tiff cook <laughs> dude i agree maybe not tonight but we'll see <laughs> uh storm king does batman catwoman follow up from the annual during the tom king run yes uh storm king bat cat is read all of king's run and it will pay off that run but if you didn't read any of king's run you can still jump in but like it will make reference casual references to things that he references in mm -hmm. his annuals that show you the future. It's but if all... you just if you read the annuals, will that help? Like yeah, just, I okay. think if you read the annuals, you're good. 
okay. that he wrote uh you're good yeah. um but yeah batman catwoman is supposed to be like a standalone it's more or less in its own continuity mm-hmm. uh but i think it can still i th- i think if it's successful it will still like you know they'll just use it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah uh if, if you want to know more actually i think i talked to tom about it for like a good 20 minutes on our interview episode that came out last week because uh, i did ask him a bunch of questions about it i, I don't remember if that was on or off mic we talked a mm-hmm. lot about the animated series and stuff and i think that's in the show i don't remember anyway that's it uh if you want more subscribe to the channel for more and like this video to help us out uh, we'll see you guys next time tomorrow i'm gonna be live with jason inman to talk about the best sidekicks in comics should be a lot of fun me you are not a sidekick you're a co-host <laughs> that means that if i'm not here you host the show if you're not here i i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> but uh we'll see you guys next time with another episode is there anything else we need to plug uh... Oh, if you want more, you can always go to twitch.tv slash comic pop and watch Tiffany play video games Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Is that happening? Yeah. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Uh, follow for nothing. Subscribe for a fee. Uh, <laughs> you get some fun, uh, you know, whatever's, I don't know, emotes that you made custom. I know, I know, no, I don't, I don't promise fun. I don't promise fun. There is fun to be had. I've watched the stream. <laughs> I've been on it before. You're playing Arkham Origins. You 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 pick the 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 skin based on what the prevailing opinion is in the chat. Yeah, even though we're not uh, we're, we're we're hacking the game to make that happen. I know, I know. You're not allowed to do that, but hey, fuck it. Uh, also, uh, you also do your Batman voice. Do you, have you done your Batman voice during the stream? Not this stream. You need to do it here. No, not this one. Oh I mean, no, for that show. for yeah. Origins. Oh yeah, that happens. Good. Okay. Good. It's a disaster. No, it's great. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Compop. Follow along. We'll see you guys next week with another episode off the rack. And of course, there's so much more. Stay tuned on Wednesday for the first ever Back Issues COVID-19 edition in which we had to do a remote stream. But don't worry, we're getting right back to basics the following week. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we'll see how it goes. Revisiting Dark Knight's Metal. That's all I can say about it. It's probably said everything. <laughs>